Welcome to the Prompt to Page podcast, a partnership between the Jessamine County Public Library and the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning. I'm your host, librarian and poet, Carrie Green. Each episode, we interview a published writer who shares their favorite writing prompt. Submit your response to the prompt for a chance to have it read on a future episode of the podcast. Our guest today is Crystal Wilkinson, Kentucky's Poet Laureate. Wilkinson is the award-winning author of Perfect Black, The Birds of Opulence, Water Street, and Blackberries, Blackberries. She is the recipient of a 2021 O. Henry Prize, a 2020 USA Artists Fellowship, and a 2016 Ernest J. Gaines Prize for Literary Excellence. Nominated for the John Dos Passos Award, the Orange Prize, and the Hurston Wright Legacy Award, she has received recognition from the Yaddo Foundation, Hedgebrook, the Vermont Studio Center for the Arts, and others. Her short stories, poems, and essays have appeared in numerous journals and anthologies, including most recently in the Kenyan Review, Story, Agni Literary Journal, Emergence, Oxford American, and Southern Cultures. Her fourth book, Perfect Black, was published by University Press of Kentucky in August 2021. She currently teaches at the University of Kentucky, where she is Associate Professor of English in the MFA in Creative Writing Program. Welcome, Crystal. We're so honored to have you on Prompt Page. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I know that you have had a long relationship with um, our partner, the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning, um, and worked there as an assistant director as well. Have community spaces like the Carnegie Center and public libraries been important to you as a writer? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, libraries have been important since the very beginning. Uh, That was my very first job in high school was to work in a library. Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And it was also my first job in college was to work in a library. So Uh um, very important. It's uh, as a former bookstore owner, like anywhere that houses books and any sort of house of learning, um, I've always loved. And Mm -hmm. of course, I have fond memories and uh, still consider the Carnegie Center home. So Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Wrote many of my many of my books, um, the beginnings of my books while I was at the Carnegie Center and Mm -hmm. beginnings of my stories in in libraries. Mm -hmm. Now, what role, if any, do writing prompts play in your writing process? And has that changed over time? Um, I'm a big advocate of writing prompts. Um, I have you can't. see them. I know that this is a, an audio uh, version of this, <laughs> but if you could see where I'm sitting now, there are two large bookshelves and I would say maybe a quarter um, of the books are about writing their craft books that include uh, prompts. Um, so for many, many years, I've read prompts. I've used them uh, even when I'm in the middle of something where I think I know I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, I will stop sometimes and use a writing prompt. So I think they can be good. They, they're good for both uh, beginning writers and they're good for advanced writers, I think, to help you sort of dig in deeper or to help you sort of look at something in a slant way, look mm-hmm. at it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And I know that you write 
several different genres, um, fiction and poetry and nonfiction as well. Do Does your use of writing prompts vary by genre or is it pretty consistent? Um, they do. I think that um, there's a wonderful book called The Practice of Poetry that I go back to again and again for, for poetry prompts. Um, but some of the prompts that I've invented myself, which is going to be the one that I'm going to talk to uh, talk to you about most today, um, can be used for all genres. Mm-hmm. I think some are more suited for fiction. Yeah, I think that there are some prompts that will cross genres, and then there are other prompts that are pretty specific to um, to the genre that they were sort of invented for. Mm-hmm. And do you have any tips for writers that maybe are new to prompts, beginning mm-hmm. writers? I think it's important to sort of um, dedicate yourself to a particular amount of time uh, with the prompt. Um, I mean, some prompts are longer and have, um, you know, moving parts and pieces. The one that I'm going to do is, is sort of, has three parts to it that you sort of repeat. Um, but even if it's a general uh, short prompt, I, the commitment to the page, I think, is important. So mm-hmm. I always tell uh, beginning writers to set a timer, you mm-hmm. know, set a timer for at least 10 minutes uh, or, you know, sort of read the prompt over and uh, sort of think about how long will it take me and uh, give yourself at least 10 minutes, even if you're going to really write quickly. And does that kind of um, take the pressure off for for the writer? Or? I think it. I think it takes a certain kind of pressure off uh, and gives you a certain a kind of freedom, but it also puts pressure on you uh, not to sort of be in thinker pose while you're doing this prompt, but to sort of dive into it. Um, and I think it also helps you to think about that. Um, that it is a prompt, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily writing the poem or the story or the essay. You're trying to um, sort of follow the flow of an idea. Mm -hmm. So I think it frees you up a little bit to sort of set a timer and just say, you know, go and try to enter the prompt and not to put too much pressure on yourself. Uh, If you wander away from the exact perimeters of the prompt, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'd love to hear your prompt. Yeah. So this is my favorite prompt um, to do and I still do it and I assign it to students all the time. And it's actually um, a nonfiction prompt is how it sort of started. Uh, But I also use it uh, for poetry and I use it for fiction and it's um, sort of a braided essay or a lyric essay prompt. And, a lyric essay is an essay that uses um, three or more strands or or topics as a as a structural concept, and um, the fragments are re- repeated, which makes it um, braided. So the first step it's three three steps, and the first step is to to make a list, and so you would number your your paper, number your pages one to three, and the three. Um, sort of strands of the braid are the following. So the first one is a childhood memory between the ages of six and 10 years old. 
The second one is um, a current event, like in the news or recent social event, like a, a birthday or family reunion or anniversary. Um, and the third one is a detailed description of the natural world. So bodies of water that know you or a park or a farm or even a place that you've never seen. Mm-hmm. So you've got your childhood memory, the current or recent social event, and you've got the detailed description of the natural world. And then you'll just try your hand at writing one section on the memory, followed by one section on the current event uh, or social event, and then followed by a detailed description of your chosen part of the natural world. Um, And then you do three sets of those. So if you were writing poetry, you would do like a stanza on the childhood memory, a stanza on the current event, and a stanza on the... uh, the natural world. If you were leaning more toward um, an essay or a short story, then you would give yourself more room, like maybe do three paragraphs on the memory, three paragraphs on the event, three paragraphs on the description. And then you repeat those sets. So you come back to the memory, you come back to the current event, you come back to the description and sort of continue each of the threads until Um, until they're complete. And so what I love about this, you know, what happens is that uh, your sort of conscious brain uh, sort of attaches to your unconscious brain because you think these are three absolutely different things. They're not connected, but somewhere around the third pass, they start overlapping Mm-hmm. Like your memory, that's something deep seated in you sort of takes over and they start folding in um, really beautifully. And it works for everybody, you know, people who um, are beginning writers and people who are more seasoned writers. And mm-hmm. it's a prompt that I love and I come back to it time and time again. Are there any writers um that you think might be good examples if people were looking for examples um, of that braided format? There's a wonderful, wonderful essay that you can find on online. It's a, a short braided es- essay by um, Marsha Marcia Aldrich, mm-hmm. A-L-D-R-I-C-H. And I think you can, you can find it. And I think it's called on um, a, a time for planting mm-hmm. and she sort of braids in um, her sister-in-law's cancer, a fountain on the campus that she works and um, winter. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's something else that I'm missing, uh, but that's a wonderful one. And, you know, my own essay that I did called uh, dig, if you will, the picture, uh, which is an essay that I wrote, uh, for Oxford American mm-hmm. uh, about prints um, also use, you know, at least in the beginning, I was using this exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then what happens, you know, after you do the exercise, the exercise is the exercise. And then you sort of pull your piece away from the exercise and, and look at what it needs. So um, some parts of the exercise that wasn't working for you may sort of float away. Uh, mm-hmm. You may put something else in its place, or you may just end up with with two strands of a braid and not three. Mm-hmm. So 
not only is doing the exercise interesting, I think seeing what you have after you do it is also interesting um, and, and figure out where the cohesive parts are and, and sort of what to put together. So you don't want to um, just rely on it. Just you want to see where the exercise will take you and not just um, rely on the exercise. Yeah. Yeah, I think you don't have to be sort of wedded to it. You know, um, who was it? I think it was, um, trying to think of the uh, James Baldwin, who said, um, you don't get the story you want, you get the story you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think <laughs> that uh, even though you start out with a particular intention in a writing exercise, it might take you somewhere else and you have to be willing to sort of lean into that too oh and it just came to me uh, the maria uh, maria aldrich's essay is called a good day for planting root crops okay great and it was originally published in uh, brevity so it's a real it's short it's a short Mm -hmm. braided essay and it's uh, Mm -hmm. really beautiful yeah well thanks for those examples do you have any final tips or, or writing advice that you'd like to give Um, I mean, I think around prompts, um, the only way that they really work is that if you free yourself up to play, like even if you're working on a project and it's really hard and you're working on your novel and you can't get any further or you're working on your short story or you're working on your poem or or your essay or whatever you're working on, that I think prompts give you um, a sort of um, freedom to play in. Mm-hmm. and sort of activate or reactivate the imagination. Yeah. I, I, I like that word play because that sort of helps. Well, I think for me, it helps take the pressure off and, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you should be having fun and um, just trying things out. Thank you so much, Crystal, for sharing your great prompt. We're so happy to to have you here on Prompt to Page. And I, um, we can't wait to see what uh, people do with that prompt. Yeah, I'll be listening back in. I, I, I love the idea that, that people come back with, with pieces and you read them later. So Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Prompt to Page podcast. To submit your responses to Crystal's prompt, visit us at jesspublib.org forward slash prompt hyphen to hyphen page. We also welcome you to join the Jessamine County Public Library's Prompt to Page writing group, which will meet on Zoom on Tuesday, October 26th at 6 p.m. Register on our website. To learn more about the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning, visit carnegiecenterlex.org. Our music is by Archipelago, an all-instrumental musical collaboration between three Lexington-based university professors and musicians from all across the American South. Find out more about Archipelago, Songs from Quarantine, Volumes 1 and 2 at the links on our podcast website.